Welcome back to the Catalyst of Development podcast, where our purpose is to help you find yours. This is episode 22, Pay Attention, a message about the power of your attention. Quick question. Do you find yourself being easily distracted or have difficulty maintaining your focus and attention? Well, if you answered yes, I promise you, you are not alone. <laughs> There's actually a lot of us who struggle in keeping our focus and attention. But being able to focus our attention is vitally important to achieving our goals, dreams, and ambitions because what we focus our attention on grows. And that's what I want to discuss today. I want to discuss the power of your attention. We'll start with the importance of your attention. Then we'll discuss why we can struggle with it a little bit. I'll then explain some science behind it all and share a quick example of why we shouldn't sweat the small stuff. As always, we'll finish with some actionable steps and some pro tips that you can take starting today to help improve your focus and attention skills. So let's not wait any longer. Go ahead and punch in that code so we can start paying attention to your attention. Spanish philosopher Jose Ortega Gasset once said, Tell me to what you pay attention, and I will tell you who you are. So let's jump right into the, to the first topic, the importance of attention. What we focus on grows. Focused attention is what allows us to screen out and to push out all the irrelevant information and stimulation so we can focus on the information that is important in the moment. This also means that we're able to sustain our attention which then allows us to engage in a task long enough to get it done. But our attention can also hold us back if we do not focus on the right things. Look, we all have problems or things that we're facing in life. Nobody can get away from that. However, by acknowledging a problem, fear, self-doubt, negativity, and focusing your attention on it too much, you give it power and credibility. The problem will start to grow. The more you pay attention to something, the stronger you make it. Sometimes it's best just to leave things alone, to move on, or even better, to try to improve them. You have to understand, you choose to let things bother you. Now I'm gonna say that again. You choose to let things bother you. You could just as easily ignore certain things and again, move on. This is a powerful move. It also shows maturity. When you don't react to something, it cannot drag you down. I will share with you later one of my favorite stories about not sweating the small stuff. And well, if I'm being real, it's all small stuff. So if we can agree that our attention and focus are important, then the question is, why do we struggle with our attention and focus? Look, here's a quick list of five reasons that you may be struggling. Number one, fatigue. Being tired and fatigued is attention and focus's worst enemy. Research indicates that staying up just one hour later than you normally do significantly 
decreases your focus abilities. Number two, stress. Look, this is pretty simple. The more tasks you need to get through, the more stress you will experience. The more stress you experience, the more difficult it is for you to focus your attention and get any of them done. Thus, trapping you in this vicious cycle going over and over again of you not being able to focus and pay attention on something and then still having it to do because it builds up, builds up, and builds up. Number three, multitasking. Look, in our fast-paced world, we're continuously pushed to do more things and to do them faster. But hold the press. Contrary to popular belief, multitasking is not a good thing. And we'll get into a little bit more of that when I discuss the actionable steps later on. Number four, lack of challenge or too challenging. When we get bored of something or we don't feel challenged, we become disinterested. And when we become disinterested, our attention begins to diminish a little bit. Our focus begins to diminish a little bit. On the flip side, when something is too challenging or too hard, we sometimes take the route of just giving up. One of the best examples of this is the Goldilocks rule from the book Atomic Habits. I like to use the Goldilocks rule when I'm goal setting for somebody or we're sitting down trying to establish goals, right? You got the Goldilocks rule, the three bowls of porridge. One is too hot, one is too cold, one is just right. It's the same thing. When we challenge ourselves too much, when the bar is set too high and it's almost impossible to attain, we get disinterested and we could give up. If it's not challenging enough or we set the bar too low, well, then we get disinterested and we give up, right? Our focus diminishes, our attention diminishes. But when it's just right, a goal that's established just right pushes us just past our comfort zone. So we got to continue to grow into the person we need to be to achieve it. So same thing with this, same thing with attention and focus. It has to be just right. Just something that pushes you just outside of your, your comfort zone. So number five, one of the things that distracts us, one of the things that makes it hard, the world around us. Look, external stimulus or what I like to refer to as external noise, it's all around us. We got our phones, TV, Netflix, social media, other people. All of these things are fighting for your attention. And let's be honest, we usually give it to them, which takes us away from the task at hand. So that's some of the reasons that we struggle, but what's the science behind it? This is more than just talk and theory. I need you to understand that we all have what's known as a reticular activating system or RAS, R-A-S. Your RAS is a bundle of nerves at your brainstem that filters out unnecessary information so that the important stuff gets through. Your RAS takes what you focus on and creates a filter for it. It then sifts through all this data and gives to you the pieces that are important to you. Think of it like a camera. You're looking through the lens of the camera, you're the photographer. You focus on what you want to take a picture of. Everything else is either out of focus or out of the frame. That's what your RAS does for you. Some examples of RAS that we see all the time but don't even notice. Um, let's say you learn a new word. Your RAS is the reason that when you learn a new word, you start hearing other people use it. They were saying it before, it's just you weren't focused on it so you didn't see it. A new car. How many times have you went out 
and been like, you know what? I'm going to go buy this blue Mustang. Hopefully y'all out there are Mustang fans. I don't really know if I am or not, but all right. For, for argument's sake, let's just say we're all Mustang fans. You want to go out and buy a blue Mustang, but all of a sudden now you're driving around and you see blue Mustangs everywhere. Did they just magically appear? No, they've been there the whole time. It's just now you're focused on them. Now your Raz is saying, hey, this is important to us. Let's filter out all this other stuff and start paying attention to this. It reminds me of a story I once heard about a businessman who had a worker that had a hard time focusing. Oh, I can't focus on this. It's hard for me to focus on this. It's hard for me to pay attention to this. So the young man comes in one day and the businessman pulls him in and says, hey, how many red cars did you see coming into work today? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I wasn't looking. Okay, here's the deal. Tomorrow, when you're driving into work, I want you to pay attention to how many red cars you see. And for every red car you see, I will let you off five minutes earlier. The next day rolls around. He says, you know what, boss? I saw 10 red cars. So if I do my math correctly, that means I get out of work today 50 minutes early. Perfect. So then the question is to the young man, were those red cars not there before? But no, of course they were. But your attention and focus was now on them. This is what your reticular activating system can do for you. So the businessman told him, see, you don't have a problem with focus and attention. You have a problem with importance. So maybe we need to start making things at work a little bit more important, like getting off early was to you, so you can start paying more attention to what you have to do here. So quick little story. All right. Another Raz example is your name. Have you ever been talking to somebody in a crowded room and you kind of like tune out all the other conversations and you're kind of locked in? That's what Raz does. Right? It tunes out all the, all the external noise and you're focused on what's important, your conversation. But if somebody in that room mentions your name, you automatically snap out and you hear it. Because again, that got through your filter. It's your name. Of course, it's important to you. That's Raz. Those are just some quick examples of Raz. I wanted to give you an example before we moved on to the actionable steps about not sweating the small stuff. One of my favorite stories is actually from Leo Tolstoy. It's a fable where he talked about a monkey that was carrying peas. And, you know, this monkey was carrying two handfuls of peas, let's say 50 in, 50 in total. And as he was walking, one little pea dropped out. The monkey starts freaking out. He gets frustrated. He can't believe that he lost a pea, so he bends down and tries to pick it up. As he's doing this, he drops about five more. Becoming even more frustrated trying to pick them up, he then drops 10 more. And at this time, he lost his temper a little bit, like probably I would do in this situation, and ends up tossing all the, uh, all the peas all over the place and walking away frustrated as all get out and mad. Moral of the story, don't sweat the small stuff. Sure, he may have lost a pea, but had he continued on his journey, he still would have had 49 peas left in his hands. But focusing his attention on the small stuff and trying to capture that one P that he thought got away, he ended up frustrating himself, losing his temper, and ultimately losing everything he had. We can do this same thing. We can ruin a good thing by focusing too much attention on the small stuff. So, don't sweat the small stuff. On to the actionable steps. These are not in order, but these are some steps that you can take 
that will help improve your attention. The first one, you've got to limit distractions. Whatever you know takes your attention away from things, you got to try to limit those or minimize those. We have things like the phone, uh, email, text messages, other people coming, coming in and, and conversating with you. If you know you have to focus on something and give something your undivided attention, you need to be deliberate with your time. Schedule focus time. Schedule quiet time. Turn off your phone or your notifications. Don't check email if you're working on a project. These are all steps you can take to try to limit the distractions you face that pull you away from getting the task accomplished. The next one, stop multitasking. I told you we'd come back to this one. Juggling multiple tasks at once can dramatically cut down on productivity, period. Yeah, you might be able or you might think you're able to get two or three things done at once, but Really, if you just were to focus on one, get it done, move on, not only are you paying more time and attention to it, it's probably getting done better. It's harder to hone in on the details that are truly important when you're multitasking on five or, five or six different things. Think of your attention like a, like a spotlight, right? If you shine that spotlight on one particular area and you can see that area extremely clear, right? It's right there. It's underneath the spotlight. But if you back that spotlight up and shine it into a dark room, it's probably not going to illuminate the entire room. You're probably not going to be able to see anything clearly. That's your attention. Focus. One thing. Your spotlight. All right, number three, take breaks. Have you ever tried to focus on the same thing for a long period of time? After a while, your focus starts to break down and it becomes harder and harder and harder to maintain your attention. Right. You start devoting all these like mental resources to, to maintain focus. Not only that, but your performance suffers in the long run. You need to be deliberate and schedule in break times. For example, work for 50 minutes, take a 10 minute mental break. I remember when we were teaching at Airman Leadership School, we would have 45 minute blocks or 50 minute blocks. And then we would give the students a 10 minute break. Because at that point, we noticed that we started to lose their attention. They started to get disinterested or they started to have mental fatigue. No, every 45 to 50 minutes, we would take about a 10 minute break, go talk or mingle or just mentally uh, recharge your batteries and then come back in and let's hit it again. Number four, set your environment. Our environments are so crucial to our success and our ability to pay attention to things. It plays a significant role in how well we are able to concentrate. Um, you could try to declutter your room or declutter your, your office space, you know, tidy up your car. Your mind feels clear when things are orderly around you. So declutter if you need to. And lastly, get some exercise. Physical activity can help improve your attention span and focus. It releases chemicals in your brain that affects learning and memory. I always feel better when I work out in the morning. I always feel sharper. I always feel more engaged. I always feel more able to uh, target my attention when I work out in the morning. Look, I'm telling you right now, it's even better than a cup of coffee, right? 30 minutes every morning can provide a short-term boost to your mental health and cognitive performance. So exercise. Like beyond improving focus and, and short attention spans, look, exercise can improve your memory. And I struggle remembering things. So 
if exercise, number one, improves my memory, and number two, it allows me to eat because I like to eat, well, then I'm going to exercise. <laughs> so, but those are your, those are your actionable steps that you can start getting after today to try to improve your, your attention. On to everybody's favorite, pro tips. You remember earlier how I said what you focus on, what you pay attention to grows? Well, that works in the positive aspect as well as the negative aspect. So when negative things start popping up, one of the things I like to do, and it's it's a mind trick is, is really what it boils down to, is I like to show, and this is going to sound crazy, but I like to show contempt or disgust for something that I don't like in my life. Right? Let's talk about uh, smoking, unhealthy eating, procrastination. Like I like to look at those things like, oh, I can't believe I do that. Oh, I can't, I can't believe I, I procrastinated like that. Oh, it's so disgusting. And, it, and it, what it does is it, it tricks your mind into it being such an undesirable effect that, yeah, I probably won't continue to do it because I'm, I'm disgusted by it. Right? It, it's an extreme mental game that you're playing, but I promise you it helps. Even ignoring it, right? You can even ignore something. Now, you don't want to ignore anything important, but, you know, we got people, we got things like negative people and naysayers. Dude, ignore them. Your, your silence is powerful. Use it to your advantage. All right, next pro tip. Quick and easy strategy, right? This is a quick and easy strategy that you can use. Number one, define your problems. Number two, work on them in order to your priorities, Right? Number three, set boundaries on scope of your attention. And number four, reserve some attention for self-care, right? And when we're defining the problem and, and defining our priorities to the problem, think of it like the difference between juggling glass balls, wooden balls, and rubber balls, right? Glass balls, we cannot drop. These are our number one priority. We cannot drop this glass ball because it'll shatter. Wooden balls, well, they're not as important as glass balls, but if you drop it, it might get a little damaged. So that, that second level importance type thing, right? That's what you want to label as your wooden balls. Um, and then lastly, you got your, your rubber, your rubber balls. So if I drop a rubber ball, what's going to happen? Well, it's going to bounce back up. These are these small insignificant things, right? That tend to take our attention away, but we spend so much time on putting out fires, answering text messages, you know, immediately, you know, when the ding goes off on our our email, we got to check that immediately. Well, if it's not important, it's a rubber ball. Let it, let it drop. Let it bounce. It'll come back up. It'll still be there tomorrow. The key is to not let rubber balls turn into wooden and glass balls. Right? You can't procrastinate on them forever, but try that quick little strategy out. Right? Define your problems. Uh, set your priorities. Work on them in that order. Set boundaries uh, on the scope of your attention. And then reserve some attention for self-care. All right, next pro tip. Instead of focusing attention on the problem, which we have a tendency to do, um, well, and let's be honest, when we focus on a problem, it, all it does is really increase our stress and increase our, uh, increase our anxiety. Instead of doing that, maybe we need to focus our attention on trying to come up with a solution. Remember, what you focus your attention on will grow. So focus your attention on what you actually want to grow. And what you want to grow are solutions to the problem, not the problem itself. All right, last pro tip. If you waste your time and energy, understand that it is your own fault. I'm going to say this again. If you waste your time and energy, understand that it is your own fault. Perfect example of this. If somebody 
waste 10 minutes of your time for whatever reason, nine of those minutes were your fault. If somebody wastes 10 minutes of your time, nine of those minutes were your own fault. Be intentional with your focus and attention. Understand your value and your worth. If you got to shut down and close your door to get a task done, get a task done. Don't ignore people. Don't push off personal relationships, but be deliberate with your time. People will understand. I promise you. All right. So wrapping up, we need to understand that improving our attention could be as simple as altering some small daily habits like we went over in the actionable steps, uh, making sure we get enough rest, eating the right foods, but being able to focus our attention is vitally, vitally important to achieving our goals, our dreams, and our am uh, ambitions. Because again, I cannot say this enough, what we focus our attention on grows. So maybe it's time that you start paying attention to your attention. As always, thank you so much for spending time with me today and allowing me to invest just a little bit in your development. If you found value in this topic or know someone who needs to hear this message, please like, comment, subscribe, share, or you know me, all of the above. All right, until next time, keep searching for those codes to unlocking your fullest potential. Be a catalyst, not just for you, but for all those around you. Take care.